0: This is packs what she said. Now here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney.
1: Welcome back to another episode of the Packaday Podcast. You can get all your Pack A Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack Podcast. And remember you can always subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course you can always check us out over at cheeseheadtv.com. But this isn't just any Pack-A-Day podcast show this week. We are doing a crossover episode like we're an early 2000 sitcom. And we're joined by our co-host on hiatus, Maggie Loney, to bring you Pack-A-Day and Packs What She Said as a joint episode. So talk about a Christmas miracle. We're excited to be here for this. So, of course, I am Kyle Fellows. I'm joined by both co-hosts this week. Just like old times, Andrew Mertig and the aforementioned Maggie Loney. So uh, starting with Maggie, good to have you back. How are you?
2: I'm great. It feels so good to be back. Santa brought me my first Christmas present when we were able to get this recording done tonight. So I appreciate both of you very much um, for filling in for Perry Goldstein. Um, And maybe he'll bring us another present on Sunday with a Packers win over the Dolphins.
0: Yeah, this is really exciting. First of all, I'm really excited for the listeners of Pax, what she said, to be super confused because Kyle decided to go with the hard Pack Day (laughs) podcast intro. Listen. So I don't know know what people are thinking right now. I feel like frantically
2: (laughs) searching the podcast. This is
0: the wrong one. (laughs) Or it's like if you're not looking when your episode ends and then it switches to something else and you're like, Oh, okay. And now it's something completely different. Uh but anyway, it's just like wanted to wish a, a super big happy holidays to uh Kyle, you and your family, also the expanded Loney family. Yeah. Uh very exciting and congratulations, which we said on the podcast, but I'm sure you had uh maybe a, a few more important things going on at the time. <laughs> and then just hoping that whatever you celebrate, um uh, Uh, hoping that everybody has a fantastic and restful holiday season. You know, the Packers, of course, had a pretty respectable win versus the Rams on Monday, but things get really tough now. This isn't the Bears. It's not the Rams. The Packers need to take another step to deal with a team as talented as the Dolphins on Christmas Day.
1: Yeah, football on Christmas is uh, kind of fun. I refuse to let the results of a football game taint my Christmas Day, so... I need the Packers to win this one, right? (laughs) Otherwise, I'm just going to have to go full-fledged into focusing on the fact that the draft pick will be higher. That's how I'm planning on dealing with a potential Packers loss. Got to have a plan. But we don't want that. We want the W. We want the playoffs. Or at least we want the hope of a playoff game, right? That's where we're at. But uh, we are back with another Friday round of key matchups and X-Factors to help you all get ready for this week's game. As we always do, we're going to dive into the Dolphins this week, uh, their roster, and talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in the game. Uh, But then, of course, at the end of the show, we're going to share those X-Factor predictions as well. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, Andrew what is your first matchup that you're going to be watching when Green Bay travels south to Miami for this football game? Yeah I'm going to start out with an easy one and that is
0: Tyreek Hill versus Jair Alexander. I, I picked this exact matchup last year when the Packers played the Chiefs um, and in that game if if you don't remember Hill was held to four catches for 37 yards and I'm sure Tyreek is out there trying to attempt uh, to exact his revenge so it, it will be a Fascinating to see how Joe Barry approaches this matchup. Alexander doesn't usually get to like travel with a wide receiver, but you know, it could this game potentially be an exception. Um, Hill is currently the number one rated, uh graded wide receiver by pro football focus. If you're into that. And I think the Packers are going to play a ton of off coverage zone and just do their best not to give up explosive plays over the top. But despite that, the Dolphins, um, you know, while they've outright refused to take checkdowns, especially in the boundary during their recent stretch of offensive struggles, they're going to give Jair and Tyreek the opportunity to go one-on-one on some occasions. I, I think, you know, the Dolphins' deep passing game is going to open up the run game. But early in the game, you, you have to think Mike McDaniel is going to be tempted to stay patient which is not necessarily something that they've shown a willingness to do. Um, And and I understand that, right? He has all sorts of fun toys on the outside. But five to ten times in this game, there's going to be a crucial play. Maybe it's a third down. Maybe it's a long, deep bomb where Hill and Alexander are going to be fighting for the ball. Whether that's in man or zone, I don't think it really matters. The winner of the majority of those matchups will flip the balance of this game.
1: That is absolutely just going to be an entertaining matchup regardless of how it goes. We hope it goes in Alexander's direction, of course, but really, really fun football. Uh, My next matchup here is Packers-Edge Rushers versus the right tackle, Brandon Shell. We all knew that losing Rashawn Gary was going to be really tough uh, for this defense, uh, but it's been fun watching the guys like Kingsley and Igbari take full advantage of those opportunities, and Preston Smith had two sacks last week, so some good things happening there. This week, they get Brandon Schell. Now, Teron Armstead is rock solid, and he's on the left side. Shell is a really good rom- run blocker, uh, but he's atrocious in pass protection. So he's kind of got two different ways he plays, one really well and the other not so much. In fact, uh, PFF has only graded seven tackles that have been worse than Shell as a pass protector this season. So he's bad there. Uh, so this group of Green Bay edge rushers should absolutely have an opportunity to get some pressure on Tua from that right side of the offensive line on Sunday.
2: Yeah, so one of my matchups this week is Matt LaFleur versus Mike McDaniel. And, you know, just as Matt LaFleur came in and kind of rejuvenated the Packers in 2019, Mike McDaniel is having that same impact right now on the Dolphins in his first year as their head coach. LaFleur and McDaniel have been coaching, you know, together in the past. They have a history. And McDaniel literally was quoted saying that LaFleur is one of the best people he knows, like hands down the most trustworthy, one of just the, the greatest best people. Um, So, you know, as close as they are off the field, LaFleur hasn't really fared well recently against some of his buddies on the field. He obviously lost to Robert Sala and the Jets this season, and he's had plenty of heartbreakers um, lost to Kyle Shanahan's 49ers. So, you know, these are two really fun, offensive-minded head coaches. They like to get creative. So, McDaniel's unit is ninth in the league right now in points four, and points for and the offense finally is looking a little bit more dynamic this year with the emergence of Christian Watson, the return of Romeo Dobbs to complement the combination of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So if this is an offensive shootout, which, you know, it could end up being, I think McDaniel and the will both really enjoy digging into their bag of tricks for this one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's kind of fascinating. Mike McDaniel being the run game coordinator, obviously him and Lafleur have worked together. Um, You would think that the Dolphins would have a really run oriented attack. And in fact, that really hasn't been the case. And you wonder if the success of Mostert, um, at least, you know, in in the very recent history of the Dolphins and certainly against the Packers, Uh, in a little bit more distant history will encourage McDaniel to get back to that a little bit to help set up those deep bombs instead of kind of the other way where I think the Dolphins are using their long passing game to set up the run game. Um, I'm going to flip it over to the other side of the ball and talk about the Packers offensive line versus Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, and Bradley Chubb. Uh, And the Packers offensive line, they've been playing significantly better over the last month. There's a possibility that we could see David Bakhtiari. I don't I don't think this is very likely given uh, (laughs) the updates that that we've heard recently. But I I would argue they haven't faced a test like the Dolphins in that stretch. So this unit, which has had some really difficult times keeping Aaron Rodgers clean, at at least early in the season, is going to get pushed to their limits. Phillips has emerged as an elite edge in the league in his second year. And um, with the acquisition of Bradley Chubb pushing the edges, the Packers will not be able to help their interior players as much as they have. Enter Christian Wilkins, who pushes the pocket about as well as any defensive lineman in the NFL. The offense can really help out the line by dedicating itself to the run game and quick passes. Um, We know sometimes they've been successful with that. Sometimes they haven't. But the Dolphins also possess depth. You, you look at former Badger Andrew Van Ginkel. He's having a really nice career. Uh, of course, everybody knows about veteran Melvin Ingram. He provides a threat on the edge, even at his advanced age. And a name most of you probably haven't heard of is Zach Siler. He is one of the best run-stopping defensive linemen in the entire NFL. And, of course, that doesn't usually come with a lot of publicity, But Sealer, even though he's kind of just a pocket pusher in the pass game, is going to affect how the Packers react to the pass rush because um, if he's effective in helping helping to stop the Packers' run game, those pass rushers are going to have a chance to really eat in third and long situations. So if the Packers' offensive line is, is good in this game, they will have a chance to score enough points to keep up with Miami's offense. If they're not that's gonna spell a whole heck of a lot of problems.
1: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.